as a forewarned, perhaps maybe a good phrase, this week's sermon will be focused on acceptance. And when I use the phrase acceptance, I'm not talking about the abolition of morals or that we don't have in Scripture an expected way that we are to live our lives. So please understand as we work through the sermon that this is not what I'm pushing at. There is of course a way that we are called to live. But there is a distinction between accepting an individual and accepting what they do. Or at least I think there is. Let me give you a quick example. I can accept somebody but not accept the fact that they're a fan of Justin Bieber. And this is a distinction. I have to learn within myself the ability not to allow the fact that they find his music entertaining to discolour my view of them. And this is a distinction I think Christians have to really grasp. Because we often say, you will hear the saying, hate the sin, love the sinner. The distinction between the action and the individual. So when I talk about acceptance, I will be talking about us and God's view of us. But also be touching on others and how we accept others. But please understand that there is a distinction between who we accept and what we accept. There are three points. The first of these I'm going to call the struggle. One of the things I did when I was researching this was I shockingly used Google or Bing, one of the two. And I googled such phrases such as the psychology or the benefits of acceptance. And I was absolutely amazed at just how much details and information came up about how important acceptance is, or they were using the phrase belongingness more frequently than acceptance. But how vital and beneficial it is. And there was all sorts of interest in theories as to why this is. There was theories such as, a lot of them would take the evolutionary theory, which is acceptance is so important because you form pacts and therefore you're safer. That's not really the view that I would take hold of. I would say that we are made to be social beings and therefore acceptance is an important part of that. And lots and lots of articles spoke about the effects of not experiencing acceptance in very many spheres of life. The mental health issues that it can create, the depression that it can cause, the pain and difficulty of the struggles that people can have. I think within every single person, it's a desire to experience acceptance from our family, from our friends, from our colleagues, from those that we encounter and allow some form of influence or impact on our lives. And in strange ways, we see this so powerfully expressed in our society. You've got things like Facebook, for instance, where the power to defriend somebody carries with it a huge black spot on that person. If you defriend somebody on Facebook, that means they've done something very, very wrong. 
and they're being punished accordingly for it if they actually notice that you've defriended them. It might take them to, or take you a little while to actually realise if such a thing has happened. But there's this desire to be connected, to be accepted, to make friend requests, to follow people on Twitter. And the, the irony of it all is actually we're becoming more disconnected as these technologies take hold than more connected. I watched a video and I would have showed it, but they were swearing in it, so I thought it's not a good idea. Um, but one of the things I was exploring was this whole concept of the desire to be accepted and the desire to have friends. And all of a sudden, it would show you this room where once upon a time there would be a group of friends sat around, maybe eating popcorn and drinking Coke or whatever it may be. But then slowly but surely, they now chat on Messenger. And they don't get together as they once did. And the friend is now sat there talking to her friends. But they're not there. They're a messenger in their own homes. That's not really a connection. It's a disconnection. But it expresses an inward desire that I think every human being has. And I don't believe we have that desire because of some evolutionary hang-up. I believe we have that desire because we are created in God's image. In God, we know as Christians, are three persons bound together perfectly as one. The Trinity. God at his core is a social being. These three persons living in that perfect harmony and we who are created in his image have that desire for connection with other people. To be in relationship with other people, whatever form that may take. To feel secure in those relationships, to feel accepted in those relationships, and to feel loved in those relationships. Yet, unlike the Trinity, we have a quantity added into the mix which causes havoc in these relationships that, of course, we know as sin. One of the interesting definitions I've seen of sin was from a guy called Daniel Migliore. Now he had his own agenda, but I found one of his definitions of sin quite fascinating, which is sin is action which destroys either a relationship with God or our relationships with one another. And whilst I think that's a very broad umbrella sweep, and I don't think it would fully cover everything, it covers an awful lot of what sin is and the damage it does. It creates separation, primarily in a relationship with God, but then in a relationship with one another. Sin creates the potential for rejection, for hurt, and it creates a question mark over that which we do desire, true, genuine, secure acceptance. I wonder, I want to stop just for a wee second and ask the question, where do you feel most accepted in your life? Think for a wee second, where do you feel most accepted? Do you need to wear no mask? No mask. Where you can be truly and absolutely and completely yourself. And where there is an absence of the fear of rejection. How many places in our lives can we say 
that that kind of relationship truly exists. I would hope there would be a few places that we should, ought to be able to say that these kind of relationships have been established and exist. Because I do believe it's possible. I don't believe that things are indestructible, but I do believe that it's possible to have these forms of relationships. But I think we would all acknowledge that there isn't masses of places where we feel that that is the case. For some of us, there may even be no place where we feel that that's the case. Whether that's because we're battling with insecurities, whether it's because we're battling with the experience of past rejections and desperate not to experience the same things again. But here's the key question. What of God? I believe that our understanding and comprehension of our relationship with our God is the foundation on which we will build our relationships or our interpretation and understanding of our relationships with other humans. How do we feel in that relationship with God? Do we feel acceptance? Or do we feel that our sudden it's a barrier. That our failures are a barrier. That our insecurities are dominating. That instead of desiring a greater and more intimate relationship with God, we actually find ourselves, whether it's conscious or unconscious, backing away from Him. Because these things are taking hold. And we're doubting that we have acceptance in Christ. How sure and certain is your acceptance from your Heavenly Father this morning? Second thing is the truth. Every human seeks acceptance. I'm absolutely convinced of it. I think some are much better at hiding it than others. But we're all looking for it. Whether it's joining social groups, I don't know, bowling clubs, fishing clubs, hunting clubs, domino clubs, drama clubs, there are so many different clubs you can join. Or striving towards goals. So often underpinning these things is a desire for acceptance in some form. Yet the reality of acceptance or our experience of acceptance is that it can be elusive, fragile and frequently conditional. And the danger is that this experience and understanding that we can have of acceptance is unquestioningly, if I got that right, applied to our relationship with God. And that we don't actually recognise the truth of who we are in Christ Jesus. I want to read. I remember... Back when I was in Leslie, one of my really close friends suffered and battled, admirably might I add, with depression and all that that can cause and the way it can colour the mind and create doubts. And one of the big things she always wrestled with was any form of feeling truly accepted by God. 
this created such a doubt there. And there was one verse that always stood out to me that I would always share with her and really drum in. And it's a verse I want to share with you this morning. And it's from John chapter 6, verse 37, which says, All that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. The truth is, as believers in Jesus Christ, we needn't let insecurity and doubt and past experience cast doubt on who we are in Christ. We are accepted. Note what Jesus says here. Whoever. Whoever. Whether they're rich or poor or old or young. Even if they like Justin Bieber. Whoever. That includes you and that includes me. Whoever comes to me. Comes towards Jesus who turns and repentance and heads towards him will never be cast out or rejected. Never. I will never, Jesus says, never cast them out. The amazing truth is, in Christ we do have the kind of acceptance that I believe humans yearn for. But do we know it? Has it rooted itself deep in our hearts, in our minds? And are we feeling the joy of it? Because the truth is, as followers of Jesus Christ, we needn't be approval seekers. We needn't live our life with fear. Wondering, questioning, is God going to forsake me? I failed or I feel I failed and I'm not living up to the standard. He's going to turn away from me. He will never cast out those that have turned to him. But can we make that mistake of letting those doubts get in? Of letting the enemy begin to sow seeds that can create that distance between us and God. The real truth is the remarkable forgiveness that Christ offers has given us real and certain acceptance. But this, if it fades, can mean that the Christian life becomes one of striving and struggle and discouragement Instead of one of joy and thankfulness. If you gain nothing else, remember nothing else from what is said this morning. Remember this. You're accepted by the creator and sustainer of all things. You don't need to earn his approval. You have it in Jesus Christ. He's never ever going to leave you nor forsake you. So let's live in the joy of the truth and not the fear of failure.
sort of thing and finally it's the result the result of acceptance as we come to deeper understandings of the acceptance that we have in Jesus there ought to be joy but I don't believe there should just be joy I believe this should produce obedience as well obedience because we know we've been forgiven much and therefore we love greater and thankfulness because we know these things deep in our heart I believe that if we understand the acceptance that we have in Christ we're more likely to obey God than what we are if we think it's a striving discouraging slog of which our main experience is frustration and frequent defeat if we understand instead that we have this deep certain unwavering acceptance this produces joy it produces love it produces thankfulness it produces the key ingredients to walk through the Christian life not in desperation but in fellowship with God and as we understand this I believe it's an attribute that we increasingly become capable of, ex- of extending to others. If we see our relationship with our maker as one where we must earn his approval, then it's not too difficult to apply the same rationale to our relationships with others and feel that people must have our approval to maintain a good, solid, secure friendship or relationship with us. However, if the foundation of our relationship with God is acceptance, then it deepens and expands the potential that what we extend to others is the same. As I said at the start, not that we accept everything that people do, but that we accept them as people. That we love them. And that we welcome them in. Our understanding of our acceptance is the beginning of accepting others in a way that I don't think this world can teach us. Because the kind of acceptance that we have in Christ, that secure, unwavering, completely forgiven and restored acceptance isn't something that we can really find on earth. It's something we ought to be able to find on earth. But as I says, there are other factors at play. But we have it in Christ. So take hold of it. This week, take time to meditate, to reflect, to pray about the fact that you have this unconditional acceptance by God. Ask him to reveal it to you so that your understanding of it can grow and so that how we express our faith and our relationship to others is in line with what we actually have. This is your identity in Jesus Christ. You are accepted and he will never, ever reject you. It's good news, I would say. 
I don't know about you guys, but I find the Christian life a bit of a struggle at times. At times I can very much relate with Paul when he says the things I want to do, I don't do, and the things I don't want to do, I find myself doing. I'm sure we can all relate with that at times. And the life of that race and the difficulties at times that we can experience as we try to be faithful to Christ can mean that we let the doubts take root and that we question our acceptance. But we never needed to earn it. It's a gift of grace. So take hold of it because it's yours and it's mine's. Let it fill our hearts with joy and let's never let the evil one or life chip away at it and make us question and doubt. This morning, as I'm sure you've noticed if you're observant, the tables are out. We're going to share communion together. In a second, I'm going to ask the stewards to come forward 